beginning to read, this angel Gabriel is sent once again from God to bring a message to a young woman who is a virgin in a city named Nazareth of Galilee. We are in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Just like Zechariah, Mary too was troubled by the presence of the angel, but Gabriel quieted her fear with comforting words of grace. Then he would tell her about the son she would bear. He gave her his name, his position, his power, and the means of his birth. And as we learn, the name Jesus means Jehovah saves. His name derives from the Hebrew word Yehoshua, or Joshua, which means the same thing, the great I am, Yahweh saves. Well, let's join Dr. Mitchell here now in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 on the Unchanging Word Bible broadcast as he shares the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Gospel through Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation they should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, he shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this thing be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, was called barren. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Came to pass in those days, that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. And he went there to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And it was so that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. So they were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so they came, with haste they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I've read that through for a purpose. Here you have, first of all, the birth of our Savior in the first seven verses of the chapter. Now notice the, the condition. If I may just take a moment here on the condition of the world when our Lord came. I want to tell you, my friends, the world was in ruin. Here Israel is in bondage. Rome is ruling the then known world. It was a military dictatorship. And into this situation, God sends his son. You remember in Isaiah 9, 6, unto us a child is born, but unto us a son is given. The child was born. The son was never born. Son was eternal. The Son was given. And he left his place in glory and took his place in humanity. You remember in Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 8, do you remember those verses? Speaking of our Savior, who being in the form of God, thought it not a thing to be held on to or grasped after, but emptied himself, made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a slave and was found in fashion as a man. Here you have him taking his place in the human family. And what a, what a situation to come into. Let me repeat it. Israel under bondage to Rome, groaning under their bondage, a military dictatorship just ruling the world with an iron hand. And yet our Savior came, was born here in Bethlehem. Now remember that Mary and Joseph were in Nazareth. And the edict was that everyone must be enrolled and taxed. They must go back to the place where they were born. Now remember this. They're in Nazareth. In Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it said that Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, Judah. For out of thee, that is out of Bethlehem, Judah, should come one whose goings forth have been from eternity of old. Here you have our Savior is going to be born in Bethlehem. See, our Lord was born at exactly the right time in exactly the right place. And God moves a monarch on the throne, a mighty Caesar, the greatest monarch of the time, and yet he was just a little wee cog in God's program. You remember Galatians chapter 4, the fourth verse, 
in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. God is always, always on time. You know, that gives me a great deal of rest and peace. God is always on time. Our Lord was born at the right time. He died at the right time. It's what you have in Romans 5, 6. At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. And he's going to return to the world at the right time. He's always on time. You know, sometimes we Christians, we pray, we ask the Lord for something, and if the Lord doesn't do it right now, we get discouraged. We think the Lord hasn't heard us. The Lord is never in a hurry. All oh, is in Christian friend. The Lord is never in a hurry. He hears every faintest cry of his weakest child. He hears it all. When he answers, he answers in his own time and in his own way. Now the prophet Micah had said, that Jesus Christ would be born in Bethlehem of Judea. But I repeated his mother's in Nazareth. So what does God do? Does he put into Mary's heart to go down to Bethlehem? Oh, no. Oh, no. He just moves that old Caesar there on the throne. And Caesar wants some more capital, wants some more money. So what does he do? Pick up some more taxes and everyone must go to their own place, to their own home. So Joseph and Mary land in Bethlehem to fulfill the word of God that the Messiah would be born, the Son of God would come into the human race, Bethlehem of Judea. You see, friend, again, I'm reminded of a verse in Isaiah chapter 40, the nations of the earth are reputed before him the nothing, yea, they are less than nothing. They're just the dust in the balance. God's purpose will always be fulfilled in spite of men. Now you think about that. They were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. I take it that these shepherds in the field at night were scared out of the heavens while they're trying to have a little nap, maybe. Uh, somebody on watch. There came this amazing blaze of light from heaven. Woke them up. And this angel said, first of all, have no fear. Don't fear. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, not just to the Jew, to Israel, but to all people. For unto you was born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Tidings of great joy is to be a savior born. You see, friend, what the world needs is not a politician, nor a statesman, nor an economic wizard. The world doesn't need a reformer or even some great military strategist. What the world needs is a savior. And his name is Christ the Lord. Here you have his person 
and his work. And let me tell you, my friend, there'd be no need for him to come if man could save himself. It was because man was totally, totally helpless that God sent his son to save him from his sin. That's why I like uh, 1 Timothy 1.15, which I quoted a while ago. This is a faithful saying and worthy of your acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And as Paul says, of whom I am chief. And then you remember in Hebrews 9.26, he appeared once in the end of the age to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Unto you was born in the city of David a Savior. Let me read. Let me quote from Hebrews chapter 2, in verses 14 and 15, where we read, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also him like himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. I repeat it, my friend. What people need is a Savior. Not a military strategist, not a statesman, not a politician, not an economic wizard. One could multiply these things. What we need is a Savior. Oh, I tell you, friend, how I wish I could get this into people's hearts. What men today need is Christ. When I see the problems, the lack of, the lack of peace in human hearts, the, the restlessness, the uncertainty of life, and the uncertainty of how to live, how glad I am that God sent his son to be what? To be a savior. Friend, do you know him? Do you know him? Is there any room in your heart for God's son, he came because of you. He came because of me. If you and I were the only sinners in the world, he would have still come to die for you and me. And so the message of the angel is, unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. What will you do with Jesus who is Christ the Lord. And again, I come to that little hymn, Have you any room for Jesus, he who bore your load of sin? He wants to come in, transform your life, make you his child. Now may the Lord Jesus himself be very precious to you today and Christian friend, walk in his fellowship today. Just tell him how much you love him. Fall in love with him because he loves you. And I know that because he died for you. The Lord bless you. Tomorrow he comes for me. He comes, he comes. Tomorrow he comes for me. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Unchanging Word Bible Study today. And so until next time, this is the Unchanging Word Bible Broadcast. Life